Darnold flushed out. Williams giving chase. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone. It's caught. Anderson. Incredible play by Darnold. And here come the Jets. <laughs> this is... This is pretty unbelievable play. You are now listening to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Andrew Claudio. Joining me for this episode, the first one after a victory. Since what feels like a century, since baseball season, since before Election Day, Jesse Finver. Jesse, we said it. The Jets had one more chance to win a football game this season, and by golly, they did it. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing absolutely fantastic on a, a week after a Jets victory. I mean... It doesn't get much better than that, and we, it's been far and few between this season. So, I mean, I'm doing great, man. How so, are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, just watch the Knicks also have a productive loss tonight. Yeah. So, you know, shout out great Kevin loss. Knox. Shout out Kevin Knox. Um, does it bother you? Because I know this sentiment went around a lot by some very close-minded, need-more-happiness-in-their-lives Jets fans. Uh, did it bother you at all after the fact that if had the Jets lost, like had they they not come back or they not win and pull out the W with Sam's first career game winning drive, they would be tied with San Francisco, Arizona, and Oakland uh, for the number one pick right now. They would have the number one pick, right? Because they, they, they have the because they have the lowest strength of schedule. They would be they would be the number one pick right now. Exactly. Uh, no, I would not be upset. Uh, I, sorry, I am not upset about mm. that. Uh, last week, I kind of went back and forth uh, with with Connor, uh, kind of saying, eh, "Do I do I want to lose to the Bills? Do I not want to lose to the Bills? Like, it would be good for Darnold to get a win, but just the way that things went down in the game, like the come from behind aspect, and we'll get into this stuff later. But the the way that the game ended and how and how it ended made me happy that the Jets won this game because it was it was it was a development even though you like to say oh you know you lose and it, and you still develop your players and you get a better draft pick well this was a a win and it was still a developmental game because we saw Sam Darnold uh really do do pretty well against the number 1 pass defense by yards per game uh in the in the NFL on the road uh and come back and win so I don't see Definitely. how. Yeah, I don't it see. Doesn't it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I don't see how any Jets fan could. I guess I could see because how important the number one pick can be. I just we've talked about this. The NFL draft is the biggest crapshoot. Maybe baseball is the ultimate crapshoot of drafts in general because there's so much that goes into drafting a great baseball team. Uh, with the NFL. As long as you have your first round pick, you're safe. I in the yeah, top I mean, five, I think you're even safe. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think that you've seen it with the Jets the past couple of years drafting top five, top ten, still getting some solid players and Jamal Adams and actually, I mean, I've definitely 
we can get into this later, but I have soured on Leonard Williams uh, quite really? a bit. Really? Um, yeah, okay. like a lot. Like even to the point where I tweeted, I am out on Leonard Williams. Wow. Okay, Jesse. All right. Well, we'll start with the so, good. We'll start with the good. Yeah. Uh, just real quick. Um, the three teams that are ahead of them. Well, I guess technically Atlanta is ahead of them too. Um, San Francisco right now has the number one pick. They have Seattle, Chicago, and the Rams the rest of the season. All three games going to matter for those teams. So the you could bet on the Niners losing out. Uh, Arizona has Atlanta, L.A., the Rams, and the Seahawks the rest of the season. So you can count on them losing out. Cause, although maybe Arizona beats Atlanta is the only thing I could think of. And then Oakland... Yeah has Cincinnati, Denver, and Kansas City. All three games uh, I think are losable. Uh, the Chiefs might not have anything to play for, so maybe this win against Pittsburgh sparks a little three-game winning streak. Um, but it looks like this was the Jets' chance because I don't think the Jets win another game the rest of the year either. Um, what do you think? I think, I, I think that the Jets have a chance to beat um... – their next two opponents. Oh well, hold on. Is the yeah the Patriots are week seventeen. The I think Patriots they have a chance. 17. The way the way Darnold looked looked if he if he can stay upright, the Jets will have a chance. But like they're probably not because he's not going to stay upright versus Houston and Packers have Aaron Rodgers. So and he's just way way better than everybody in mm-hmm. the NFL. So yeah, I, I mean I think that the Jets will obviously uh will, will sorry actually lose out um because they're not going to beat the Patriots either. Uh, so yeah, I, I, but I think Oakland can definitely beat Cincinnati. Um, I think San Francisco can beat the bears. Oh, um, what are you talking yeah. about? The bears? Because, because the bears are just so weird. Like they could just go an entire game without scoring a point for some reason. And then San Francisco could get lucky and recover a muff punt and kick a field goal and win. I don't see any force, any possible way that, hold on, let me double check that game. I think it's in Chicago too. They do not lose in Chicago. You never know. No, I. I you never. I know. like have a long body of history. Yeah, it's uh, okay. So the game's in San Francisco. Yeah, you um, never know. I'm gonna trust that this number one Bears defense. Nick Mullins, that, baby. Nick Mullins. I mean, that's what you're hoping for Southern at this point. Southern Miss, proud. Well, if Arizona can beat Atlanta, and then Atlanta. I guess Atlanta also has to win one more game, too, because then the Jets wouldn't have... Okay, Atlanta ends the season against Tampa Bay. You know Nick Mullins went to Southern Miss, where I, the team I cover in Hattiesburg, right? I, no, I thank you yeah, for that fact, Jesse, that I totally needed passer. to know. <laughs> the all-time leading passer over uh, Brett Favre. Congratulations, Nick Mullins. That I'm just saying. Little Nick Mullins trivia we're trying, here. We're trying to figure out ways the Jets can get the number one overall pick. Well, you know what? We'll put a little faith in, in Nicky Mullins. When Jesse, Bears. Jesse, when your faith has to be in Nick Mullins... I think you're in a bad spot. (laughs) You're going to have a bad time. (laughs) I would trust Nick Mullins with my life, sir. Uh, R.I.P. Jesse. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so that's a little little schedule talk because that was the significance of the win is that this probably cost the Jets the number one pick. I'm less concerned. Like, it'd just be be nice to be, oh, we're on the board one overall. Having said that, what the Jets don't need is a quarterback because they got him. They can yeah. look elsewhere, like free agency or later in the draft for a running back. Or um, trade down, you know? Right, trading down. You could do exactly what the Colts did. They're, they're quarterback-needy teams, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Trade 
trade down. There's a ton of talent in this draft. You know, if you miss out on Nick Bosa and Ed Oliver, uh, you know, you go and get uh, Josh Allen from Kentucky. You know, um, but there are plenty of pass rushers available in this draft, which I think the Jets need to prioritize in uh, this offseason. Um, and I, I have to do a little bit more research, but there aren't that many uh, elite. You know, there's there's one like really good tackle, I'm pretty sure, from Alabama. But other than him, I mean, it's it, it goes back into like the late teens until you see another tackle, which if the Jets trade down, you could see them taking one there mm-hmm. and, and taking a pass rusher with the other pick that they get because, you know, you'll get, you'll get multiple picks um, from that uh, tr- deal like that, like the Colts did. Right. Uh, and, the, and the Colts, it worked out. They have a lot of really talented players. Uh, that they were able to draft. Um, I forget who that middle linebacker is that they have, but he's one of the better players. The only reason he probably isn't going to win Defensive Player of the Year is because of Derwin James, and uh, or d- Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, excuse me. I was going to say uh, Derwin James and Bradley Chubb. Who Bradley Chubb is probably going to break JJ uh, Watt's rookie sack record this year. So. The Jets could do something like that, and it would be real. I mean, it would be big to building this team because they have a lot of cap space, and then with those draft picks, if they trade down, they could be doing something good next year. Who is your defensive player of the year right now? Is it Darnold or Mac? I'd say Darnold. Aaron. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you meant. Sorry. I know what you meant. Um, you know, I I would go with with Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rams are a better team, and it's not to say that that doesn't take anything away from really from Donald, but I think that in terms of who's more valuable to their team, like Aaron Donald's playing next to Dominican Sue. Like, come on. Fair. Like, you know, like there's Bears other defensive line that. isn't anything to sniff at. You know? Oh, no. He's playing. Akeem Hicks is unbelievable. Roquan Smith is a linebacker rushing the passer, has been really good. And, and, and Floyd, Leonard Floyd's been great. He's out of Georgia. I wanted the Jets to take him. Um, I'm pretty sure we got Jamal Adams instead. So I think we're good. Right. Uh, right. But, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, Cleo Mack, once he got traded to the Bears, they became a powerhouse. Um, they were a player away. They were a Khalil Mack away. The Jets. And, like if he, yeah, if Khalil Mack was on the Jets this year, he'd be having this season on a six and ten team. Yeah, he probably would have added like a win or two to the Jets, to be honest, because mm-hmm. that's what he's done. He's done at least that for the Bears. I mean, you've seen Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack on on prime time games all throughout the season, so we've gotten to see a lot of both of them. You know, not everybody watches every single game, and most of us watch red zone, so we only see the touchdowns <laughs> and, and never any really big standout defensive plays you know we're not going to see that five-yard tackle for loss in the middle of the second quarter and right so i think that we've seen a lot of them but i think that in terms of who's more valuable just khalil max done more for the bears i think uh it's not by a lot it's not by a lot it's not it's very close but i think that khalil will probably win just because i think he's played in a few more national games and just because he got traded then the rams so- <laughs> the Bears played against them. The Packers, the Vikings, uh, they played against the Rams on, on national television. They played a lot, and then a lot of their games were in the 4 o'clock window, so they're getting lots of national attention. I, they're, I, they're both getting – like I said, they're both getting a lot. I, I just think, think it's, that Khalil Mack, the, the whole trade aspect of it, right. is just going to put them over the top. Well, it's not most valuable defensive player. It's defensive player of the year, and I think that's how they've normally voted too, so I – I actually think it's it's Aaron Donald's trophy to lose at this point. Um, I mean, it, you, either way, you can go either like it's way. It's a toss-up. Like, I don't really think there's a wrong answer. Now that, I, now, that I think, now that I put a little more thought into it, to be honest, Cleo Mack missed a few games. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, he also yeah. played, and he also played a few games 
I, I could go. Does it go by uh, conference or is it league wide? No, 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 no it's league wide. League wide. Yeah. Yeah. So he missed a few games. So that definitely takes away. And also, what Aaron Donald's doing is a defensive tackle, leading mm-hmm. the league in sacks. I mean, that'll probably win him the award right there. We are about 10 minutes into this episode, and we are like barely talked about this quarterback in his first yeah. game-winning drive, <laughs> so let's do this. Uh, yeah. So Sam Darnold on Sunday had – I don't want to say it's his best game because I still think that's either the Lion game or the Bronco game. What I will say is that – not the Lion game, the Colt game. Um, what I will say is this was his most important win because I heard – and read a lot of the Sam Darnold detractors, specifically Giant fans who are going nuts outside of Gotham Sports Network for Saquon Barkley and justifying the pick of not drafting a quarterback, mostly pointing to how he's played, how Saquon's been the last three weeks while while Darnold has been hurt. Um, Jesse, what do you... What did you think... Not Well, let's take this in stages. What did you think first when he went out with the injury in the first quarter. So, all right, to provide a little context, I also bet on the Jets. Oh, uh, so you had a lot riding on I the took, Jets this week. I took the Jets' money line spread and over and put the money line, and I had uh, the money line in, that, in a parlay. Mm-hmm. And I, the parlay hit. It was a five-team money line parlay, so it hit for a decent amount. And when Darnold went out, my I I chalked it up as a loss. I was like, all right, it's over. You know, like there's no there's a negative percent chance that Josh McCown the way that the Bills looked to start the game, um the, I thought there was a negative percent chance that the Jets would win if Darnold was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um because it wasn't even like Darnold was I mean he had I think he had one series, they uh, Bills scored and then McCown came in, they were bad. Uh, and then they scored again, and the Jets were down 14-3, to and then Darnold came back in. Um, so to answer your question, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was I was ready to turn it off. Um, I, I just did not want to see another Josh McCown pass for my football team anymore. Yeah. I was, I was kind of like, done just with the, the conservative, we're not going to let this nearly 40-year-old quarterback throw the ball down the field, and that's that's what we were going to look at. And it feels like Jeremy Bates, when Darnold came back in, forgot that McCown wasn't his quarterback anymore because that's how the whole first half went, is we're not going to let the quarterback throw the ball down the field. I just wanted to see, like, I want, like if you're going to say, if Darnold gets hurt, put Davis Webb in. Yeah. I don't, we know what we're Davis getting. Davis Webb should be the backup McCown. right now. We've been saying the, it for weeks. The, the, the entertainment value of watching – Josh McCown is significantly less than watching Davis Webb because with Davis Webb, we have no idea what to expect. If he's great, that's awesome. We're entertained. If he sucks, that's awesome. We're going to laugh and we're going to have a good time with it. Not even just the the entertainment value, Jesse. How about just the football value? You might have like (laughs) a decent backup quarterback or potentially a competent starter in Davis Webb because he's never gotten an NFL chance. I have no clue what Davis Webb is. I'm not going to call him a starting quarterback. But he'd be the Doug Peterson to Sam Darnold's Brett Favre, you know? The uh, Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that if Davis Webb came in and go and just has a Matt Flynn type of game, maybe like that's the best-case scenario. You get maybe not like five touchdowns or six touchdowns, whatever that was in 2011. It's um, the ultimate trade bait. It's only yeah. You just you might actually be able to use him as something. That that's more what I'm saying for for Davis Webb. Find um, out. That's all I wanted to know. 
So can he play? Does he suck? Then you get to the fourth quarter, and the Jets are down uh, twenty to thirteen, and Sam Darnold, in two out of three drives, leads them on a touchdown. Uh, the first one was the first time he was allowed to throw the ball down the field, and he had the twenty-six yard play to Anunua. Uh, mm-hmm. He had the big throw. Honestly, the best play of his career, the third and goal scramble, uh, where he ran, I think, the the NFL version of StatCast did a thing where they tracked how long his scramble was, where he ran back to the 25, and then still ended up, yeah, he ran like the equivalent of half the field, or a 40, basically. Uh, His 40 time is not great, by the way, Um, (laughs) especially when he's, you know, traveling back. Uh, And then hits... Robbie Anderson for a touchdown in the end zone and like bravo Sam that in that moment I was reminded why I was so hype on draft night why yeah. I was so hype uh week one and then week six and it was this is our quarterback like you know uh, shame on me for ever doubting him the, the the Robbie Anderson clip that I had on Twitter got the love yeah but did. uh but but the, the Darnold throw to Anderson uh, the touch, the, the touchdown. That should have been the one that got the love because that was just a significantly better play. Uh, not taking anything away from that throw to Robbie Anderson for 37 yards down the sideline to set up the game-winning touchdown, but scrambling for 45 yards, avoiding the pressure, got that nice block from Beecham on Kelvin Ben uh, on um what uh, who's the defensive tackle for that's been there Williams Kyle Williams yeah. right uh, great block on Williams and then he was able to you know turn his shoulder, move his hips in the right way and throw on the run. And he found Robbie Anderson, not really in stride, kind of like fell into the, the, the catch. Um, but man, what a great play from Darnold. And like, you're exactly right. That was a hundred percent. It brought me to was like, okay, like this is how I felt during the Colts game and during the Broncos game and during the Lions game, this kid's really, this kid's pretty dang good. That play. And then the game winning drive to end in the four at the end of the game. Yeah, that play and then the game-winning drive um, are what you're going to be able to look at throughout the offseason. Whenever you're frustrated, the Jets went four and twelve. When you're talking with your friends, your your Giant fan buddies, your your Patriot fan buddies, you're going to be able to say, "Well, I mean, if you look at the Bills game, like he had to do a lot of ad libbing, he had to make a lot of big sideline throws, he had to lead them on two game-winning, two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter." And both times he did it. Uh, I think we got something. And he did it with against the league's best pass defense and with very limited weapons. Like Isaiah Crowell leaving the game early. You know, that was, so was a blessing. That was a blessing. Why was, was it a blessing? blessing? Oh, because Eli McGuire played well. And, <laughs> well, and I think it's more of a blessing Cannon, because Trent... then Jeremy Bates decided, oh, let's just throw the ball then. We don't have Isaiah Crowell yeah. running like, to the line like, 30 oh times. God. He finally like figured it out in this in the fourth quarter. He was like, "All right, like let's let the kid throw the ball." Oh, Jesse! And we saw tons of out routes and we saw tons of creative play design. I was like, "Where the hell's this been all season?" So I've got some stats for you, Jesse. Uh, all right, let's let's hear it. So the Jets had the ball. Bravo! Shout out to Jeremy Bates for helping me with these stats and making these stats possible. Um, the Jets had the ball on first and 10 20 times, uh, not including the kneel down at the end of the game. Um, nine times they yep. ran the ball uh, on first and ten for one yard or less. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> the Jets had third and long uh, seven times. And by long, I mean at least third and nine. 
and they converted two of them. Uh, one of them was the Anunwa, the Anunwa pass for 20, 26 yards uh, that set up the Robbie Anderson touchdown. Uh, and then the other one was a third and nine earlier in the game that he then converted, and then they converted into a field goal. Uh, they also scored on a third down. Well, that was I'm saying third and long. That was third and oh, five true. that the they scored yeah. the touchdown on a Robbie Anderson. My point is, uh, in the fourth quarter, they passed the ball on first down uh, three times in those two game winning drives, and it led to the two touchdowns, um, the three and out. Do you know what they did on first down, Jesse? Ran the ball up the middle into the for no gain. Yeah, yeah. pretty predictable. Yeah. And it was after a missed field goal too, so you had good field position. Uh, yeah. The point is. Even despite Jeremy Bates, Sam Darnold was able to come up with a game-winning drive. So this, In spite of that man. Now, I'd argue the confidence Darnold now can have off of a win like this is worth more than four picks up in the draft. Because he's not going to see a better secondary all season. Right, and you're going to be able to again. You're going to be able to say what, during the NFL draft when teams are reaching for quarterbacks or trading up for quarterbacks. I have my quarterback. I don't need the number one overall pick. I'd like it because we could either trade out or draft a defensive end. Oh, we would trade it. We would get a King's Ransom. Yeah, I think so too. I think even if you get like the three or four pick, you can get a King's yeah. Ransom. You know, teams I are desperate for, desperate for a quarterback. I hope they fire McCagg, and we can't let that man ruin this. So, I mean, that's what I'll ask you. Does it worry you at all as we transition to the rest of the season? The Jets are, what, home against the Texans on Saturday. Throw off my week. Uh, home against the Packers to end the home season. And then they go to New England to end the season. Um, does it worry you at all that a Texans team that has won a lot of close games and nobody knows how good they are, a Packers team who consistently loses coach game, close games and are right now being coached by Joe Philbin, and a Patriots team who might have everything locked up and how Belichick, the sinister human being that he is, will look at that game as it would be better if I make sure the Jets have a worse draft pick and plays Brady for one series and all of his starters for one series. And I by swear the, to God, Claudio. You see what I'm saying? Does say, it scare you? If you're about to see, if you're about to say, are you, does it scare you that the Jets are about to go seven and nine? I swear to God, don't you ever? Well, that's what I'm asking. Does it scare you that yes, the Jets can me. save their that Bowles, McCagnan, Bates? They can all save their job by winning two out of the last three games, and all of a sudden it's a six and ten season. The quarterback got hurt during the year. What were we supposed to they do? Win, like. I have all this cap space, Chris. Let me use like a, this. Like a Jimmy G type of ending of a season? Yes. I might, I might puke thinking about this. Um, I mean, I don't think God. the Jets are going to win another game the rest of the year. I'm just saying, yeah. does it scare yeah. you the way it scares me that Bulls Here's and this whole thing. coaching staff can save their jobs with a little right. four-game winning streak to end the season? It, it really there, – there's so much that goes – it really depends on how if – the, if the Jets win out, it depends on how they win out. Mm-hmm. If – if Sam Darnold looks like he did last week, right, like 170 yards, but like he he like makes clutch throws and plays well, and they win out because the defense like just goes off. Leonard Williams finds himself again. Jamal Adams has two pick sixes. You know, like they just they they have the best three games of stretch of their of their of their careers, right? right. I could I I would be I'd be pissed. I would be less upset. <laughs> I'd be really pissed. <laughs> 
because it's not like Sam Darnold is balling out, right? Like, and and we're seeing progress from him. It's like he's like he's making some nice throws. He's doing whatever. He looks like a rookie still. But if Sam Darnold does what Jimmy Garoppolo did and just absolutely balls out and leads the Jets to three straight wins and is the reason why the Jets win four in a row, I can have a much easier time stomaching that than if the Jets just win three games because they're the Jets and that's what happens with the Jets. Bad things happen to the Jets and the Jets want to lose and they can't lose because they're the Jets. And you see where I'm at in my life right now that I can't even make sense. <laughs> no, I. any Jets fan gets the they're the Jets narrative and what that means and what comes with that and being a fan of the Jets. Uh, I'm I'm low-key and also high-key afraid that Bulls can save his job right now. Yeah. Because yeah, no, like, apparently and, 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 they like him as a person, which is why they haven't fired him yet. So I'm like biting my – like. I just don't want – like I want him gone so badly and yeah. I want McCagnin gone just as much you know, because they just haven't – like I saw somebody who was like, oh, yeah, you're going to forget the fact that Eli McGuire is playing well and they've drafted a mm. starter in every single round the past four years. All right, so you've hit in one round each year. That's not good. That's not good. When you're <laughs> you drafting 28 players in four, four years. years. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, you know? So, like enough with that. He's not good at drafting. I I I am deathly afraid, Andrew, that they'll stay around. And so the Jets better lose these games. Now we are on to Houston, or technically Houston. Houston's on to us. Uh, and I think the biggest fear, Jesse, is this dome team is coming to New York on Saturday. Uh, I know you're in Mississippi, but have you seen the forecast for uh, the New York metropolitan area? Uh, no, it's, I have not. I got in front of me. It, we're we're going to be in the, the mid to low 30s with an 80% chance of freezing rain with 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. Oh, my um, God. Deshaun Watson, who played his whole career in South Carolina and in the Nadome, um, is in for a rude awakening. Now, this is a perfect weather for a defensive battle, which plays to the Texans' favor. Um... I'm just saying this is technically a primetime game because it's a Saturday special where the whole country will be able to just watch that game. And I could very much see this being a close game in the fourth quarter. And then, like, because of football, the Jets lose the Jets win and the Texans. Now, I will say this. Watching the Texans-Colts game, I was terrified if the Texans had won because then you're coming in on a 10-game win streak, meaning they're due. Now they're looking to get back into their winning ways. And with the Patriots playing the Steelers, you can conceivably look at the rest of the season for the Colts as we now have to win out to have a chance to get a first-round bye. Because if you mean, they win you mean out, the Texans, not the that's Colts. what I mean. The Texans now have to win out. And if they do, they go 12-4. and four. If the Patriots lose one more game, the Texans are in the driver's seat for a first-round bye. Yeah, no. The Patriots have the win over them, right? But the if the tech, well, I said the Patriots well, lose. How many losses more, do the Patriots have? They have four because of the miracle oh. against the Dolphins on Sunday. I thought that was their third loss. No, okay. that was fourth. They right. lost yeah. to the Lions, the Jaguars, um, the Titans, and now the Dolphins. All right. So here's. By the way, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. So the miracle play by Miami. Yeah. Made it 34, 35 to 34, right? Or 34 yeah. to 30. It made it 34 to 33. They were down five. They scored six. And they, they made it 34-33. Okay. 
Why didn't they have to kick the extra point? Isn't uh, a blocked a Pat run back for a touchdown one point now, or is that also two? Like, I saw Matt Ryan throw a pick two two years ago. Why didn't they? Like, I, I've seen nobody say this. I didn't see the Patriots arguing this. They made, after Stephon Diggs' game-winning touchdown with Case Keenum against the Saints last year, they made them all come out for the extra point, and they just took a knee. Why did they make him kick the I, extra point? I'm trying to like think, and I, I NFL somebody got, that listens to this show, please let me you. know. Maybe just got, literally no, just ask the guy from Slack, and they'll tell me. Uh, I was right. I've been stuck. That, that's been blowing my mind all week as national media just replays it. It's like, guys, is somebody gonna point out that they didn't make him kick the extra point? Because to me, that's still a meaningful play. Because if you block it and run it back, the game's either tied or the Patriots win. Yeah. Now, granted, they could just come out and take a knee, but crazier things have happened. They, it's the Dolphins. They could absolutely fumble that kneel down and it's run back for a touchdown. I'm just saying, if you're going to interrupt the end of a playoff game to run an untimed snap of a kneel down, why didn't this? Uh, you I, know what? I, I'm like, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't. Why? Right? So you're now you're with me. Why didn't they have to kick yeah. the extra point? <laughs> so, okay. Why are we like, why are we fighting for the Patriots, though? Oh, I'm we with see. you. I just, from a, like, little things bother me, you know? Like, I watched a short film yesterday, and it was really good, but they said in the movie that it's after 11 o'clock, but the way it was shot was in a kitchen, and the oven behind them kept having a different time on any time it showed the oven. So I was like, it's not 11 o'clock. It's like, I kept staring at that. And it's like the little yeah. details bother me. So the Patriots right, not coming right. out to kick the extra point bugged me. Anyway, all right. the Texans have a chance to get the one seed is all I'm saying, especially if the Steelers win tomorrow night. All right. So um, here's my thing about the Texans. Ready? Tell me. So I think anytime you're at home, you have a chance to win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously with the way the weather is supposed to be, uh, the Texans have a distinct advantage, um, even though they're a dome team, you know, because uh, I'm looking at the stats right now, passing, just passing, right? Mm-hmm. Just their passing stats. You know, Deshaun Watson averages 30 less passing yards on the road, uh, indoors, outdoors. You know, he averages 30 more passing yards indoors, obviously. Um, I, I don't think they've played a dome team on the road. So, I mean, it's very similar stats there. Uh, but But I really don't like, They've they haven't they've done significantly better on the uh, at home than on the road this season, especially in cold weather locations. You know, if you look at uh, their game against Denver, right? Denver is cold, obviously. It's Denver. Uh, it was just a few weeks ago, so it was still like it wasn't like September when it was still warm there. Nineteen to seventeen, right? They won the game, obviously, but low scoring. Redskins on the road, cold weather in DC, twenty three to twenty one. You know, but then you play the Titans at home, 34-17 win. You play the Browns, you score 29 points when you're at home. You know, uh, Even on the road against Jacksonville, right? Still going to be warm there all the time, and they still didn't play that well. Only 20-17 to 17 win. So when they're, on the, when they're on the road, they're definitely susceptible. Um, not having Jonathan Joseph this week, uh, potentially. That's a big if. Because if they don't have Jonathan Joseph, then t- what Robbie Anderson can do to the Houston Texans, what T.Y. Hilton did last week. Uh, to the Houston Texans, which was eight catches for 199 yards, no. right? Um, so I think the Texans are more sus- more susceptible than you'd think to an upset here. 
um, just because of how they performed on the road this season. Um, the weather is not going to be great, um, which, will, which will hinder both sides. Um, but I really think that the, their, their record on the road shows that the Jets can – Maybe I'll give them like a, a 5% chance. No, a little bit more than that. It's like, it's like 25% chance of, of pulling something off here, you know, but Short week and that's too. all dependent. Yeah. And it's all dependent on how Sam Darnold progresses from last week. I don't think the jets are good enough to beat the Texans. That is They're, what I will say. I don't, I don't think they are. They need, they would need a spectacular defensive performance and a really good performance from Sam Darnold. Right. You know, like JJ Watt and Whitney Marcellus are going to eat Kelvin, Kelvin uh, Beecham and Brandon shell, whoever's playing right tackle these days uh, to shreds. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be enjivating clowny. Like right. <laughs> trading Cloudy way Look, more than Whitney Merciless. Even um, just from a just a sports perspective, it is yeah. very hard to win ten games in a row. They didn't do that. Now they just have to win their last three games. Like if you put yeah. this into a, a smaller sample size, like you you kind of shortened the goalpost for them here. And now instead of trying to complete this miraculous thirteen win in a row season where they started zero and three and went thirteen and three, you're now just asking them. To start a new winning streak, you kind of get to hit reset if you're the Texans. So I yep. get this is like from the Jets' perspective. I just want to see Sam play well against another defense, another good defense. I'd like to see them make the game interesting. I don't want to see them look as embarrassing as they have over the past couple weeks. But I, I think the Texans will win. I am, as I said earlier. Very wary, because this is now, if they play another close game, that's three straight games, the Titans, uh, the, the Titans, the Bills, and now the Texans, that the Jets could have pulled off Ws, and then you could spin it as, well, they're in these games, they're playing for bowls. Um, but yeah, I think so, I think they're going to lose on Saturday, though. Do you know, you know what I'm most excited for? What? For this game. For this, this game. I cannot wait to watch Tremaine Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. He's played well, because, by the way. Because we've crapped yep. on him earlier in the season. He's played really well the last couple weeks. Yeah. The past two weeks, he's been really, really good. Um, three interceptions the past two weeks. He's played well the past three weeks. Um, but this is the first good wide receiver he's had to face all season. Um, he only played the first three games, and he went against the Lions, the Dolphins, and the Browns. So the best wide receiver he had to face was either Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, uh, or Jarvis Landry, right? Well, Josh, um, was Josh Gordon still a Brown at that point, or was he gone by then? I think he was. I think he was. Let's see. Um, Josh Gordon didn't play the game against the Jets. Now we're right. Yeah, so they he were, wasn't they were there. Into, well, oh, one and one when that game yeah. happened. So, so he hasn't really. And I wouldn't even call Josh Gordon elite right now. You know, like he hasn't shown right. anything or any reason for him, us to call him elite since twenty fourteen or fifteen, right? So now, and he missed like five games. So now he's back. He played against, I believe he played against the Patriots. Or, yeah, he played against the Patriots. He played against the Titans. He played against the Bills. And he played against Josh Gordon. He was okay. Um, but the, the, against the Titans, uh, against Corey Davis, he was really good. And last week, uh, I mean, he was lights out against Zay Jones. Um, so I'm really excited to see you. If he can even just try and slow down DeAndre Hopkins, because DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's right up there with Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell, for the best wide receivers in the NFL, um, and he probably has the best, the best out of all the players we've seen. Everyone likes to talk about that Odell catch against the Cowboys, but consistently, no one's had more like oh my god catches than DeAndre Hopkins. Right. So 
If he can play well against him, then maybe we can start talking about, okay, maybe this contract is not so bad. <laughs> a couple things before we wrap up. First of all, you had been saying you're out on Leonard Williams. Do you want to yeah, expand on that point, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's getting ridiculous at this point that he's not even like running after running backs that like like it's it's getting to like the Leonard Williams level. Uh, sorry, Leonard Williams, uh, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson level uh, Ooh, of okay. yeah of of laziness on the field. Um, just like I was like, I mean, I take videos of every play, so like I'm just like I'm watching like I watch like different things at like each each specific play because uh-huh. um, I'm also on delay, so sometimes I'll see plays like on red zone before. Um, I, I watched Leonard Leonard Williams a lot this past week I made sure to watch him and just, he was getting absolutely no push. Uh, every time that he got near the quarterback to quarterback, the ball was already out of his hands. Um, I mean, he, he had some pressures, but I, I'm just not seeing enough on of him right now at all. This was a really disappointing season. Um, and he's supposed to be by far the jets best defensive player. And he just hasn't been close to that. Next thing, Josh Allen, what did you think in now the first time watching him against the Jets? I was impressed. I was I was impressed. I think that I mean obviously his accuracy needs some work, um, but but I think that he can do enough with his legs that he can he can do some things um, in this league, and his arm is just absolutely awesome. Like the guy can make everything. Not as accurate want. as I I'd like it to be, but well, no, I guess yeah. as much as it is as accurate as I'd like it to be because it's not very accurate, but yeah. He can he can really throw it deep. He can throw it deep. He can run. Um, I think that he's going to get a lot better from year one to year two and year two to year three. Right. Um, just because he's going to learn more. And I mean, I've listened to tons of interviews. I remember there was a, before the draft there was a guy like on Wyoming, an offensive lineman who came, went on uh, FAN and was just talking up like saying like he's never like he's never seen anything like what Josh Allen would do in practice and like I like I've heard all these I've heard it all right you know like he looks great in shorts uh, right like I, I hate that tall. you've only has, seen like has, yes been, Josh Allen was the best quarterback you saw in practice because like you only yeah. played in Wyoming he was that's your perspective yeah. buddy so like I I've, I've heard it all but actually seeing him on the field against the Jets, like getting to sit down and watch a full game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that there's a lot of I think there's a lot of room to grow, uh, and he could be a pretty solid player in this league. Um, you know, I hate when people give up on guys too early, especially you know? in their talk first about season. That. Yeah, we talk yeah. about we're talking about like Darnold and Rosen and and Allen all being busts. You know, and not everybody's Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco or rookie year or. or or Patrick Mahomes, you know, their first full season playing, right. right? And even this isn't his first full season. He had a full season being an NFL player, you know, like having yeah. being able like he was adjusted. Like good for him. Like he got lucky that way, you know, just like Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, man, like if if he gets like a, like the right coaching and then some weapons in Buffalo, Josh Allen can be pretty good in a few years. I'd like to see them if, as far as just from a football perspective. I'd like to see them install the system that Russell Wilson runs, where it's a yeah. lot of run pass option. You, what I was about to say a was threat with his legs, you know. Like if if they, I was literally about. I was just thinking this a second ago. If they had like Sean McCoy from like five years ago, Bingo. You know, 
that would be a perfect fit. And even Shady is still a good fit for that offense. You know, he just wasn't healthy this past week. But, I mean, when, when Josh Allen and him are on the same field, I mean, they played pretty well the other day when they were together. So, um, hey, Look, the if, Bills if you have... get the right weapons. If you get the right weapons, they have a great defense. You get the right weapons, they could be back in the playoffs next year. No, not that. That's not that soon. <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully not that soon. As Jets yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be mean that we're not getting in the playoffs. Look, um, the Bills, I think, in their last, they they have four losses by less than one possession between this this week, the Dolphin game. Uh, I forget what it was, but there is a path for them to be five hundred right now. They are seven and six or six and seven right now, um, and they just, you know, they, they were the Bills of the like Nathan Peterman started five games for them. So, yeah. Um, last thing, uh, just more of a note that I was actually really happy earlier in the season when the Saints picked up Brandon Marshall because one of the biggest regrets as a Jets fan or heartbreaking losses as a Jets fan is that week 17 against the Bills, A, because I thought the Jets could have made a run that year, and B, that would have been Brandon Marshall's first trip to the postseason. Uh, and he finally was going to be able to make a trip to the postseason on the Saints. Well, he was cut by the Saints today. So, shout out I'm Brandon not, Marshall. I'm uh, not sad about it. I mean, I'm a little sad because I'm a sympathetic human being, Jesse. Uh, no, I'm not that sad about it. He was awful. What with the Jets? He had, yeah, he had one. He had one year, season. He, he played he had one two season. seasons with the Jets. So, at fifty yeah. percent of the time, he was yeah, incredible. Yeah, second season, I came in last place in my fantasy football league because I drafted him in the third round. Well, whose fault is that, Jesse? His fault for sucking. <laughs> so are you one of these people that is mad at Le'Veon for dead to me. holding dead out to this me. year? Gotcha. No, 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 no. Brandon Marshall's dead to me. Le'Veon, Le'Veon has a welcome mat right in front of oh, one drive. Fair enough. Fair and enough. Le'Veon Bell can come and play for the Jets whenever he damn well pleases. All righty, folks. The New York Jets play the Houston Texans at the Meadowlands on, su- on Saturday at 4.30. So adjust your calendars. Uh, Saturday night football. Uh, here in New York. Uh, I'm assuming the game's on CBS. Um, nope. It's on NFL Network. And then oh! next week against the Packers. Next week against the Packers. It's on Fox. So the Jets are going to be on CBS for two straight weeks? Yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm not good with change, Jesse. I'm not used to all of this. I, I, need, I need a week off. Oh, my gosh. Um, this has been the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. If you dig the show, head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, plenty of other podcasts this week. The NYG Weekly, the Giants, still in the playoff mix somehow. Uh, Ethan and Wise will break it all down. That episode is actually dropping right now. So if you're listening to this show, if you want to hear about Giant fans, probably argue about whether taking a quarterback at two wasn't the right choice, Ethan. I'm really looking forward to editing that show because I want to hear Ethan either defend <laughs> what the stance he's been on this year or eat crow and admit he was wrong so we'll see uh knew why, nothing but nicks why why because saquon's the best running back in the nfl already like i said he was going to be i don't think anybody was arguing against that it's that there's nothing more valuable than a quarterback on a rookie contract oh no no i was just saying that he was going to be the best running back in the league yeah but nobody obviously argued that against Sam that. Darnold over, <laughs> over saquon obviously and saquon saquon's my son but like obviously i'm not going to be taking him over sam darnold you know, uh-huh. even if he was there at three, I'd be picking the quarterback every time. Which is the point, Jesse. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a brand new Mets show, brand new Nick show, uh, and a brand new Garden Faithful podcast dropping soon. So plenty of content for you at Gotham Sports Network. Jesse, 
Enjoy the Yo. game on Saturday. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets.